The Bible tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. And in the Audacious Faith podcast, we talk all the time about how people have to take bold steps acting on what God has revealed to them in their heart, even though they still don't see it. And sometimes this takes us in a situation where we have to really wait on God. Have you had to do that? Or maybe the time is coming in your life right now or soon in the future when you're going to have to. That's going to be the subject of today's episode of the Audacious Faith Podcast. Hey, well, welcome back to the podcast. It's so good to have you all with us. I hope you've been enjoying all the episodes. And before I go any further, I just want to just put that little plug in. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, make sure you click that subscribe button. Well, my guest today is someone who I'm really excited to have with me. And what I love about Zoom is you can connect with people all the way across the country, not just those in your own backyard. I actually met her about, probably about a year ago, and uh, she's with a company that I'm also with in our business and doing some fantastic things. But our subject today is waiting on God, because sometimes God chooses to move you from where you are and have you take some huge, audacious steps of faith. And in that process, he teaches us things especially on how to walk with him. So I'm so happy to have Adriana Rencher with me today. Adri, so good to have you. Thank you for having me, Pastor. Thank you so much. Definitely looking forward to our conversation. Super Wonderful. Excited. Wonderful. Me too. So let's go ahead and get started. And I'm going to let you kind of introduce yourself a little bit. Um, I mean, I, I know you as someone who just a very good personality uh, someone with a lot of energy who cares a lot about people. I know that's going to come through to our audience, but tell us a little bit more about yourself, maybe your upbringing, kind of a little bit maybe yeah. about family background and how you came to faith. Yeah, so um, again, my name is Adriana. Everybody calls me Adri for short. Actually coming into this business, it was an, a family-based thing. Nobody really called me Adri. I will always make people call me Adriana, but that that showed me, hey, Adri, you're growing. You're around people who really love and support you. Let them call you your name because I really prefer for everybody to call me Adri. I don't like, Adriana just makes me sound like I'm in trouble. <laughs> so yeah. Adri is like, that's my name right there. Did you but used to I, get called Adriana when you were in trouble is that yes yeah. yeah okay like even my nana um she called me adri but when she like needed me oh she knew to say my whole name because she would get my attention so much faster oh there you go okay <laughs> yeah and so um i do come from a single parent household i love my mother um, i helped her just you know take care of the household being the oldest of three so me and my sister were four and a half years apart and then um she started all over and had my brother so we're 15 and 15 years apart actually and that is my soul right there that my brother we are really really close um my sister as well so just being in the older sibling position I've always had to be responsible because I had people looking at me I had um you know you see those commercials you're like I got to be a good representation for my siblings I have always been like that even subconsciously without even realizing it and then for my mom you know 
you don't, you want your mom to be able to live life and enjoy life. So I did take on a lot of responsibilities just to help the family. But as I grew older, I kind of forgot, you know, Adrian, don't forget about you. You have to still live your life and do for you. And so as I started to, um, grow up and find things that I like to do. When I went off to college, it was a big wake up call for me, um, especially for my family too. They were like, Adrian, you're not coming home this weekend. I'm like, no, <laughs> not this weekend. I got to party and study and stuff. I got to live life a little bit. And so um, that's just a quick background of mine. It was always just the five of us until my Nana passed, but that's like my immediate family. And then I do have my father and I have my dad. Um, so yes, God bless me with two dads. Um, very thankful for the both of them. I love my daddy. Um, he is a very near and dear to my heart. Um, me and my father are building our relationship where I actually now understand why I am the way how I am. Cause I've always felt like the black sheep of my family on my mom's side. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, it was really nice. You know how everything all seems all soon will come together sure. and um in regards to coming into faith my nana was always the one who was in the church she was always the one going to church going to bible study um, my mom really didn't um partake in that now she does believe in god but she has her own way of how she handles her stuff and i respect that but i loved and admired my nana for how she carried herself and then also my um grandparents my grandma my grandfather on my dad's side um because he is a reverend so i've heard him preach before i remember when he used to do his sermons we couldn't go downstairs in the basement for like hours because he was down there getting everything together for the sunday service mm -hmm. and um so every sunday when we went to maryland it was always you know we go to church on sunday you go to bible study i enjoyed it but maybe until that around 2019 is when i actually built my own relationship with god um i was coming out of a really bad relationship and i really felt like i was being pushed to go to church and i finally did and it was just an amazing experience ever since then so i'll say ever since august 25th 2019 until today is literally a continuous walk of faith with god but it's more so now it's just me and him not me my nana god me my grandparents and god it's literally just me and god right now and in, in my aspect my perspective you know, I love what you just brought up, but what you just said there is key because I find this for a lot of people that their faith has to do with others. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like, okay, well, this is what we do. This is yeah. where my family goes. This is just what I'm accustomed to. And because I love them, it's kind of, well, I, I just believe what they believe. Mm -hmm. But there has to come that point where when does it become yours? Yeah. Right? And that's what you're referring to back there in 2019. So that's probably changed your life quite a bit. I, I know the coming in a little background on this, there's been some changes in recent years that you've been making and some big steps of faith that are probably partially at least a result of God's leading on there. And I know one of the things that we want to discuss today is about waiting on God. Um, God gives us direction and vision but doesn't always provide the answers that he already knows right away so what what does that mean to you waiting on god what's that process like i feel like it's so it's so ironic how everything just like falls into place because i read my jesus calling book every day i've even i've had it for like 18, 19, 20, almost five years now. And I literally read the same page every year. And he okay. said, just watch what I have in plan for you today. And I'm like, okay, God. And it's literally like 
for the past couple of months, it's literally has been a waiting game and mm -hmm. I'm not really understanding it. So I'm really just like, every day I wake up, I'm like, okay, God, I'm following your lead. Cause yeah. I'm one person, I'm very responsible. Um, I don't have control issues, but I like to know where I'm going, how I'm going to do it, how it's going to get done. And I feel like God has made me, Adri, sit down, sit for a second, you know, just pause for a second. I'm going to take care of, I'm going to take care of you. And I'm like, well, well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, am I supposed to just stay in the house? Am I supposed to just do the business? Like I'm, I'm actually in a very, um, I know he wants me to wait. I just don't understand what he wants me to do, but I keep my faith. Cause I know I look back on the moments where I did have to sit still. Um, for example, back in December, I actually, um, was, positive for COVID. I think it was that Omicron variant. I don't know. I went two years without it. And then it finally hit me, went to a pajama right. party for Christmas, got sick. And it didn't hit me for about three days. And once it did, it was a few days before Christmas. So right. I couldn't go home. And it was my first Christmas without my Nana. I didn't want to be, you know, quarantined. And then also I was um, upset for my roommate because she ended up having to stay home because she was going out. But in that moment, every I I had to rest. And I'm, that's something that's very hard for me. And I was, I was scared. I was like, okay, my business is starting to pick back up. I got these new recruits. I got these appointments on the schedule. Um, I got to pay the, pay these bills. I got to hit the leadership board. And it's like, every day I was sick, I would try to do something and God would say, sit down, <laughs> sit down, literally lay down, Adri. And my dad would say, Adri, what are you doing? He said, you better not be working. And I would, I would be like, okay, I'm closing my laptop. <laughs> I'm going to just relax. And um, for Christmas, you know, I ended up getting a financial blessing from for Christmas gifts. And I was like, wow, it, it's amazing when you really, you don't know what's happening in the midst of it. But if you do just hold that little bit of faith that you're, you're letting grow inside of you, you will start to see the things that God is wanting to show you. So I use past events that I have gone through and like what I'm going through right now is Adrian, it's okay, just stay still just a little bit longer. And it is uncomfortable, it's very uncomfortable, but mm -hmm. you have to remember those moments where you stay still and God always showed up. So do you sense in that, I mean, I love what you're just sharing, do you sense that even though God's telling you to stay still, that doesn't mean he's being still? Yes, yes. Right, Absolutely. so he's doing things. Sometimes maybe you're being still so you stay out of the way. Yeah, and see, Pastor Jay, I'm one that always moves. If you ask my friends, they're like, Adri is like the freaking road runner on Looney Tunes. I'm just constantly right. moving. And that's very uncomfortable for me to like sit down. And mm -hmm. um, for example, with Lyft, um, you know, I am full time in business, but because I have, you know, I'm trying to pay off debt and I'm moving, I, j I like to just say, God, I can handle what you're trying to provide for me. Let me show you. And mm -hmm. I really feel like he's pulling that away from me. I'm like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> That's how I, I talk to people in person. And so okay. I, I'm like really in a, okay, God, I surrender. Like I'm really surrendering right now to what I'm, to my current chapter in my life. And um, it is, it is a hundred percent faith. It, it, it is at this point. So Always you, had you were, you were doing lift it, it, to supplement and to do some things at the same time, right? Is that what you Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we think about this now, you said you went two years without catching COVID, and yet were you doing Lyft the majority of that time? Uh, um, I actually, I started last August. 
like towards the end of the year, just to, you know, do something new, get out the house, not just, you know, cause we, we get to work from home, but I love to interact with people. And of course I love money. So I'll, I'll always say, Hey, if I can make money talking to people, why not? <laughs> so I would do that. But I like, um, I don't know. It's like a, it's, 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 you ever know that like, it's like a, like a knocking at the door, like Adri or Pastor Jay, you're like, well, what is it? Like, what, what am I not doing that? You know, and it's very uncomfortable for me to sit still, but I, I slowly see why I need to sit still. Absolutely. Be still and know that I am God. That's the, yes. the verse that comes up quite a bit, right? So in this waiting, um, God is allowing your faith to be challenged, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no growth without a challenge. Isn't that true? Exactly. And in that challenge, maybe explain what kind of challenges has he causing, you know, has he been causing you to kind of go through or at least deal with emotionally and mentally? You mentioned that kind of being out of control deal. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of challenges have caused you to have to really just say, no, I'm going to stay on God's path mm -hmm. uh, because I'm going to have faith that I know this is what he's telling me to do, even though circumstances around you might be causing you otherwise to panic and take control with your in, into your own hands. Um, his I feel like he's challenging me in the area of knowing that I'm okay and then I'm going to be taken care of because like I said, being the oldest, I have always like taken care of myself. And I did that not on purpose, but it's just something that the oldest um, child just um, naturally does. They'll just in soon take the responsibility off of the parent so that, you know, the parent doesn't have to worry about an extra child to take care of. So right. I have always um, found a way to provide for myself, always had a job, always have my bills paid. Um, it's very rare when I will like reach out and ask like, hey, Papa, can you, you know, help me with this? Because one way or another, I'm going to find a way to take care of myself. That's just how I am. And mm -hmm. I really feel like God is telling me, Adrian, you don't have to do it by yourself anymore. You know, I, I have always been here taking care of you, but for once, let me, let me do it. And you just, you just stay put and do what I want you to do right now and know that everything it may not look like it <laughs> it may not look like things are being taken care of but you know don't worry about the earthly realm worry about what i'm doing behind the scenes so it, it comforts me but it's still scary <laughs> it's still scary so absolutely it can definitely be scary and and kind of going along with that um when we take steps of faith like for example the bible links together faith to things like patience yes. um, and that produces perseverance um, when, when our faith is tested in some type of way. All right. Mm -hmm. I, I know a while back you took a, a big step of faith. You made some changes in life that God seemed to be directing you to take. And that didn't mean that everything just clicked right away, you know, into place. Um, so maybe, share a little bit about what that step of faith was and and how it didn't just instantly change everything and and the process there because some people might be needing to take similar steps yeah um so 
four months full four months into the business i went 100 full-time and being 100 full-time means that you do not have a nine-to-five job to where you're actually working for somebody else so in april um I, something just kept saying um everything around me was like quickly changing i actually was driving an hour commute to and from work working overnight from like seven to four in the morning so mm -hmm. it was very draining on my body especially starting this new business opportunity still trying to do everything with that other company and then also taking care of my nana because she was who i would stay with during the week because mm -hmm. I, I was actually commuting from like I, I stay in Norfolk, my Nana lives in Newport News, and my job was in Richmond. So like, I'm literally commuting through three cities. So it was it was becoming strenuous on my body, but I'm very, um, I just, I'm, I, I push through and I'm like, I gotta do what I have to do at this moment. You know, everything's gonna come into place. But came April, um, my Nana started to um, get a little sick. So I took off some time in February and then she ended up getting um, COVID. And ever since she had COVID, it's literally like her health just declined. Now she already had um, other health issues. She was diabetic. She had Alzheimer's and it wasn't that that far on in her stage, but we started to see the early signs of it. But she was very aware of what she was doing, but it was the little things that she needed help with. So yeah. when COVID happened, um, it just literally like it, it pushed everything and progress things. So she slowly um, ended up having to be in the hospital. She had a couple mm -hmm. strokes um, and then she ended up being um, put into the nursing home where she didn't want to go into. So, you know, what we do in business, this is what we help families with. My Nana didn't have those type of things in place. Yes, she had her social security, her retirement, but um, very slim to none. She was a teacher for a long, long time. She taught in Germany, Europe, all over the world. And unfortunately she just didn't have certain things in place. So she had to go to the nursing home and um, it went really downhill around the time when I ended up quitting around April. And I was just like, you know what? It's, it's gonna be okay. I have a little bit of money saved up that can stretch me until the summertime. Sure. I wanna be here with my Nana. Cause at the end of the day, your job, my job's gonna end up firing me because of their, their standards of taking time off and stuff. I've already taken up enough time. So yeah. I was like, well, I gotta just do what I have to do. And I, I really feel like God is telling me to leave. So I left. And then um, two months later, June 18th, my Nana passed away in the nursing home. It was um, very hard. It was a very quick three days. It's literally like she was fine. The last time I saw her before those three days happened. Yeah. Next thing I know, I'm getting a phone call from my mom. Um, and she's like, Adrian, you need to get here. And I was like, oh God, I was like, okay. And I was like, all right, I'm on my way though. I'm not asking no questions. And then I get there. And um, very hard, very, very hard to see. I couldn't even go in the room for a little bit because it's, it's like she completely changed. Yeah. And um, I just, it was an eye opener. And then um, two days later, she ended up passing. But what really stuck with me and that what I really don't talk about, so um, I'm probably getting guided to say this. Um, me and my sister actually saw her take her last breath. And I remember the day before, actually, uh, my mom went out to go get her something to eat because she was there for almost 24 hours. I was like, go, you know, she's fine. Just where I'm here with her. And when yeah. my best friends were with me and um, my Nana was actually seizing because of everything in her body, her sugar was dropping. Um, she had broke her hip a few days. It was a lot. So like, her body was under a lot of stress. So I would like soothe her. I was able to eventually look her in her eyes and say, Nana, it's okay, I'm here. And I told her when it was just me and her, I said, Nana, if it needs to be me who sees you go, I, I can handle it. Mm -hmm. Pastor, I don't know what I was saying. 
I don't know what I was saying. I did not know the next day that it would be me. Like my sister was in the room, but she couldn't, she she couldn't. And I was like, Naya, it's okay. It's okay. Come hold Sissy's hand. Let, let's hold her hand and let's just look at her so that we are the last one she sees, not this ugly white wall she's looking at. And right. so um she actually ended up crying at one point. And I, I was just like, well, what is she crying about? Is she crying? Like, is she scared, not ready to leave us? Like, is she scared? Cause she knows she doesn't have certain stuff in place. Like, it's okay. You, you, we can, I can handle it. And so ever since then, I've like my, my, I'm already a strong person, but my strength has been built so much. And I think that's why I am the way how I am. And it's very uncomfortable for me to take the back seat right now. Cause I'm yeah. like, God, I can go. I can do it. You just got to tell me where I'm going. And I really feel like he's telling me, Adri, sit down just just for a second. You've been doing this all this long by yourself. I am now coming in to take over in certain aspects of your life because, you know, he sees things when other people don't see behind closed doors. So. Sure. So have you sensed that at times, because I know I've had this in my life, you're ready to go and you're ready to make things happen. But our timing is not always God's timing. And there's a yep. process of things that he wants us to learn in that process. Mm -hmm. So have you felt at times that it almost seems, knowing that he can bless or provide something at any time, it almost seems that he's holding back the timing on purpose? You know, you saying that out loud, yes. I, yeah, I do. I get frustrated and I'm not frustrated. You know, now, you know, he does want us to let him know when we're upset with him. And mm -hmm. so I say, God, I'm a little mad right now because I thought that today would be the day I would go out, do what I have to do, come back and run my business. But you're telling me to sit. So what a how and I'm like, how can I really show you I can handle what I know what I know you're working towards providing me if I'm just sitting? But I'm like, OK, if I'm just going to sit. What do I do while I sit? And so actually, before I got on, on the call with you, I was working on doing training, you know, educating mm -hmm. myself more on the business, taking more time to do office stuff. And I'm like, okay, maybe he wants me to build more behind the scenes instead of interacting so much with everybody else. And I'm like, okay, God, I'm, a, I'm working on it. And I'm slowly, slowly doing the baby steps. Just give me a sign. I'm doing, doing what you're asking me to because I'm really used to always being on the go. Right. So kind of making it happen, doing yes. everything, making sure, taking control. Mm -hmm. And that's where the biggest anxiety sometimes come in life, right? When control is gone and exactly. we, we don't have it. So awesome. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and explore this a little bit of what we were just saying here. Um, how do you still have faith? in these decisions when they don't come through right away you know because a lot a lot of people you know what what ends up happening mm. is they make a decision and then it doesn't come through right away i mean you you made a decision and then there were challenges and then this happened with your nana and all and these different people often look at things and i think give up way too quick Mm -hmm. You know, they see, oh, well, I made this decision for God. I just thought everything was going to fall into place. And now there's challenges. Now there's walls. Now I'm waiting. Oh, it must have been the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. okay, so how do you know? Where Where's your conviction come from? You said that God told you to leave a certain situation and to take this step. 
you still feel that way, I'm assuming, or you wouldn't be on that path. So what makes that audacity, because I love that word, okay, what, what makes the audacity of faith to believe, no, I know this is a course God has set for me, even though there's challenges along the way? How do you deal with that? I, um, you know, we don't want to revisit the past, but sometimes you got to look back to really see how things have fallen into place. So in regards to the business, I look at every job title I've ever had. I have always outworked people. I have always um, been one in leadership. I have always um, just exceeded. So I'm like, okay, you've prepared me for this type of position. You prepared me to be mm -hmm. a CEO, an entrepreneur, a broker. So I can do it. I can run a team. I can build leaders. Um, I can run my business. I used to be an administrative assistant for a nonprofit. So I know how to do the taxes. I know how to do QuickBooks. And mm -hmm. um, when it comes to like being taken care of, I, I just look, I have to catch myself. I'm like, Adrian, stop for a second. What are you grateful for? Okay. I, I, even though I haven't been at a nine to five and almost going on, I mean, a full two years. Cause at that other company, I wasn't working. I was still an entrepreneur working on commission. Mm -hmm. Um, I just like, I'm like, Adrian, you, all your bills have been paid. They may have been a little bit paid late, but they all been paid. You haven't been put out on the streets. Your lights have never been cut off. Um, your phone has always been on. You have all this technology. You've manifested your iPad, this desk. I did not always have this desk. When I first started in business, I was working on a TV tray. Like everything, it's the small things that I have to remind myself. You gave it to, you, you gave it to me. Eventually you gave it to me and I have to be grateful for what, you ha what I have because it's what I need. It just may not be all that I want right now, but he knows what I want. I just may get a little frustrated right now because I'm like, God, maybe what I want right now is what I think I need, but clearly it's not what I, what you think I need. So I have to adjust to what it is that you're wanting me to really see and focus on right now. Cause I'm, I'm getting frustrated with myself because I know you put me here, but I'm not really understanding or seeing where it goes from here or how it's going to come into play. Cause it is a lot of challenges and you try not to, um, become discouraged and you still try to keep your faith it's that's that is really a superpower right there that is a, a power <laughs> to you not let keep the faith right so tying in with that let, let me throw this out to you because you're talking about the needs and how you're just realizing everything's still been paid even though sometimes it's been a challenge and you're not sure where it's going to come from um this verse i'm sure you're familiar with where jesus directed and said seek first the kingdom of God mm -hmm. and his righteousness and all the other things will be added. Mm -hmm. Okay. Often people get the cart before the horse, right? It's like, wait a minute. I need to go take care of all of these things where God's just saying, no, just do this. Exactly. I got the rest. Right. So do you feel that tension? I mean, in, in, in faith, there's that yeah. tension going, but, but I don't see where it's coming from. Yeah. Right. I, I, I need to fix it. I need to, I can't just, you're talking about having to sit there and being forced to sit there at times, like with the COVID and everything and how difficult that must be. And yet he continues to provide. So you just, have you felt that tension a lot? Yes. Yes. I really more so felt it. I feel like it's always been there, but I probably was not um, acknowledging it. And I was just kind of like, ah, I got it, guy. I got it. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna show you I can do it. But when I when I um 
when I just keep going back to when I was sick with COVID and I'm just like, everybody's like, Adri, rest. It was like, you love sleep, but you really don't sleep. And I was like, but I got to do this. I got stuff that I have goals. I got to hit. There's like, Adri, really rest. Like, mm-hmm. don't worry about anything else. We'll send groceries to your house. You will be fed. Don't worry about anything. We'll... I was like, I didn't even get to get Christmas presents for my brother. I was like, everything that I thought was going to happen. And God was just like, yeah, no, those were not my plans. Those were yours. And so looking back at COVID, you know, you get scared because that's how my Nana ended up getting very sick was because she got COVID. So I was very anxious. And I was like, well, I can't just lay here. I got to get active. I got to keep my body, my fluids and stuff moving. So it, it, it has been a tension. And I think the more that I really surrender and by surrendering is... I have to take time aside for God. So I do do that, but I have not been very intentional with it. So for the past couple of days, when I wake up, well, no, actually for the past couple of months, I don't just get out of bed. I lay there and like, I'll turn my alarm off. I say, Hey, Alexa, give me 15 minutes. And I'm just laying there. I'm like, whatever you want to say to me, God, I'm listening. I'm still, I'm not going to move. And that's when it comes into play with lift usually I would just get up and go by a certain time, walk my dog outside and then go. But you, recently within the past month, I'm, I'm just sitting and I'm like, do I go out today or do I stay in the house? Do you want me to sleep in a little bit more? Do you want me to walk my dog? Like, please guide me. Cause I'm getting a little frustrated. I don't know what you want me to do. So um, I think when you open that dialogue with God, it allows him to really talk more to you and actually let him know okay she wants you know she wants my help she wants me she wants me to talk to her instead of just asking 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 I have not asked God for anything I'm just very thankful right now because I'm like you know what it is that I'm working towards I just can I just get a little sign that it's coming (laughs) just a little sign well it's definitely closer every single day right yes now, you mentioned something very key there that a lot of people don't do. You said you you have your alarm goes off and then you lay there instead of getting up right away. Most mm-hmm. of the time you're going to lay there at least 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Kind of just spend a little time thinking, God, what do you want? What am I going to do today? Yeah. Before, I don't know if you were like this before, where most people are, where they the first thing they do is they check their phone. The first thing they do is they they see, oh, do I have any messages? Is there any notifications? Is there any, and just no time? Yeah. God just totally gets edged out, and maybe you think about him later. Yeah. So was that what you were doing before you started doing that? Just right on um, the. Actually, no, because since I've been in business and when I went 100% full time, like starting to listen to Ed Milet's podcast, listen to Jay and Ronnie's podcast, and just really listen to a lot of different leadership and how they have mm-hmm. their morning routine. No, I haven't touched. I don't touch my phone for like the first right. 30 minutes to an hour. Now, I might check it to see like in case somebody might have called me while I was asleep or, you know, just in case it was an emergency. But like actually checking my text messages no, because it, it would make me anxious. It'll make me think, OK, it's only 515 in the morning. What they're talking about right now isn't for like the next eight hours. But if I look at it right now, I'm going to think I have no time. But no, I don't I don't do that. Um, so that no, was actually, my instruction, right? I mean, that that's yeah. one of my let's things. Don't look at your phone right away. Yeah, don't. And I've, and I've seen the results in me and when I wake up, because I am a morning person, but mm-hmm. I need my time. I can't, like my neighbors downstairs, they blast music seven o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh gosh, 
how can y'all blast music this like give it a second to settle in hear the birds the wind the leaves sure. and then start your day like i don't know how people can do that um, and then sometimes you get a real bad headache if you just get up and move you got to really get one with yourself and god and really zen yourself because you might miss you know when you do want to do something like for instance with me um going out here just side hustling and meeting people and putting my name out there with my business sometimes i may not be on the road that may be preventing me from getting in a car accident or somebody else hitting me or something like that that's how i think of it i'm like okay 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 i i'll, I'll sit down and no worries you ain't gotta sit thought, down. like when that person was looking at their phone in front of you and so they caused you to cut the red light you may yes. have just an accident because of that right exactly and a lot of people don't think that way. They're mm -hmm. just thinking, oh, that person, I can't believe that. You know, they, they make me late. And we forget it. And I love what you were just saying about hearing the birds. Um, mm -hmm. Tying into God's provision when he said about seeking first his kingdom and that he's going to then provide all the other things, he uses the birds as an example. Mm -hmm. Where he says, consider the birds of the air, how they don't gather and store in the barns and yet I provide. Mm -hmm. And maybe sometimes taking at least enough time to at least hear them will remind us of that. Yeah. I love my morning walks. I love my morning walks. I sometimes don't listen to like podcasts and music because I'm like, let me just listen to the birds. Let me just listen to God's music right now. Like the calmness, the stillness, the sun rising. I love going to the beach and watching the sunrise. Um, that's where I feel like I'm closest to my Nana because she loves stuff like that. Mm. But you, you, you definitely have to enjoy the little things now I, I love doing that but mm. when you're in that that transition of you don't see what's happening it is very uncomfortable but you just have to embrace it and I am embracing it because I am talking more to God about how I'm feeling like okay right. you told me to do this I did this but what else did I not do something you know I know it I, I <laughs> like I'm a little tongue-tied right here help me out guide me so now, in James 1, it tells us when you're asking God, because you're mentioning right now about asking God. Mm -hmm. um, and it says to do it in faith without doubting. It tells yeah. us that the person that doubts is like the waves of the sea driven and tossed. Don't let them think that they're going to expect anything mm -hmm. if they're a doubter. But let's be honest. When we make these big, bold steps of faith and we take make these decisions and we're waiting, sometimes it's hard not to doubt, right? So yeah. is, has that been a struggle? How do you balance being reminded, no, God, I knew you, you told me that? Um, I would say I'm not doubting God. I'm doubting myself because I'm like, okay, what is it that I'm not doing? Because, you know, I just really feel like I know who I am and I know what I can do. And I'm just like, am I not really like, giving my all I know I give my all I'm not just sleeping all day I don't do you know that was what I used to do years ago I would just sleep because I was comfortable because I was getting a paycheck for my nine to five job but now yeah. my whole perspective of life is different I'm up um even on bad days I find a way to do something to lift my spirits and then I'll give myself that time but um when it does come to doubt I think you just get discouraged because you're like okay god are you proud of me did I did I do it right or did um did I do it at the wrong time or am I just, 
being a little bit impatient or not really understanding what it is that you're doing. It's like, I do with me, I get a little, I get doubtful with myself, but then with the people that we work with in business, I run um, every now and again, they'll randomly like, Adri, you're, you're awesome. I thank you so much for that phone call last night. Um, thank you, Adri, for your leadership. I see you always on the boards. That's, that's very inspiring for me. And for me, I'm like, I mean, yeah, I'm on the boards, but that I'm not, I, I know I can do better. But when people would say that randomly for me, I'm like, thank you, God. Because I needed to hear that outside of myself because I can be a little hard on myself. So right. the the doubt isn't with God. The doubt is with me because I'm kind of like, do I deserve what I know I could have? Or is it just not my time? And I always I know, you know, you got to let other people shine. I love to see people shine because if God can do it for them, he can do it for me. And it's just like, well, I know I'm working hard, but am I, do I need to work a little bit harder or, you know, or is my time literally just not, not yet. So I would say the more doubt with myself, not with God. And I think you're not alone with that. Yeah. People are always doubting themselves. L let me ask you this question. If God has these big plans and I apologize for the background noise, lots of stuff going on outside, um, which I'm trying to stop right now, but, um, do you, you know, the Bible tells us that he knows the plans that he has for us, Jeremiah 29, 11. All right. So knowing the plans that he has for us, and it seems like you've heard that verse before. Mm -hmm. Do you really think when, when we're doubting ourselves and we all go through it, I do it too. Mm -hmm. Do we really think we can mess those up when we're at least trying to follow him the best we can? I, I think, cause you, I think you want to be perfect for God. I think you want to do everything, you know, nothing is ever perfect, but it's just like, you're trying to not impress them, but say, I can do it. Like when I pray, I'm like, God, let me show you, I can handle it. Let me show you, I can handle being a leader, being a mentor, being a coach. And then it'll come in, but then it'll, it'll be a slow pause. I'm like, Oh God, what did I do? <laughs> did I do, did I do something wrong? Or, and then it comes back around and I'm like, okay, whew, I wiped my forehead. I did do a good job. But in that moment, I think you just, that's a moment of where you have to have that self-confidence in yourselves. I'm very confident, but actually like projecting it and standing strong in it, that is something that I am learning right now. I don't want to come off as I'm cocky. I'm not very egocentric, but sometimes you have to, you have to show up like, like, you know, I know who I am. And that's currently where I'm at in my life right now. Um, a lot of my friends actually see a difference in me from who I used to be and then what I've gone through and who I came out of that. They're like, Adri, I love who you are growing back into because you're back to who I know you to be. I knew you were going through stuff, but like, I really see you stepping out and going out of what you've been through. You don't, you wouldn't even know what, you know, the things behind the scenes. And I take that and I'm just like, okay, let me, let me show up for myself. Let me show up for who I know I am and not just tie myself to something so small. Absolutely. So what I think from hearing your conversation and what's going happening in your life is that um, God does have big things for you, yeah. things that he's going to do. And it's just that making that diamond process, you know, there's the diamonds are made under pressure. Yes. So there's pressure that we go through to fine tune and, and make things shine the way that they're exactly supposed to better than they would without that pressure. And I believe that's what you're going through. And a lot of people are doing that as well. So keeping that in mind now, 
what are some of the big goals that maybe God has given you as far as a vision, some of the things that the future holds? Obviously, you don't know it all. I mean, yeah. but he's probably given you a glimpse. Yeah. Maybe some things you want to do that are very important to you. What what might some of those be? Um, I got to try. I got to come to Cat. I got. I will. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I was able to come to Cali in January for Wealth Bowl. Okay. I thought I was not going to be able to because I was sick, and like the time frame was very, very thin. Pastor Jay, like mm -hmm. I had literally just bought my ticket the day before I got sick. I was um in the process. I was like, there is no way this is happening to me to right now. I'm finally get to meet my coaches in person, Jay and Ronnie, the mm -hmm. entire team. But God made a way, and it's kind of, I feel like he was probably like chuckling at me, like, you were worried for nothing. <laughs> and that's what everybody was telling me. They're like, Adrian, you were, you were scared for no reason. I'm like, no, you're right, you guys. I just, I was anxious because I'm like, God, I really want this. I really want to go to Wealth Ball. I want to be in person. And it was a scary experience for me because I'm traveling across the country in the middle of me building my business. And then I'm going by myself, meeting people I've never seen in person, but I talk to them every day. And um, when I got there, I was like, oh, yeah. This, this is, I, I see it. I, I feel uh -huh. it. I see it. I'm, I'm very grateful that I was able to go in person because that is a completely different experience than just virtual. Sure. So just being around everybody and the energy and the culture of our team, I was like, okay, I see it. And then I saw my name. Now I knew we were getting awards, but I didn't expect to get as many as I did. And that was a big um, eye opener for me because I'm like, Adrian, you have put in the work. It's just, yeah. you're doing the baby steps you're, you're there, but God has bigger plans for you. So when my name was like called when we were having our dinner and everything, I was like, Oh, my name is on the, like the, the, the big, big awards. I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. that's my name. I was like, Oh, I'm my name was always going to be on that screen at this dinner. Like, there's no reason why after today, every wealth bowl, my, my, um, mm -hmm. my name needs to be on the screen for something. And I'm like, God, thank you for doing that. And I had the opportunity to talk with a, a few of the speakers, you know, and it was really nice because, you know, you, you're like, oh, there's, they're like the top, top people. Can I talk to them? No, they're very nice. They're open. They'll give you gems. And I'm like, I can see myself doing that for other people. Like I had people coming up to me like, Adri, um, I heard your name a lot today. Can you give me some pointers? Um, mm -hmm. We actually still talk on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? Okay, God, I see it. And and with you wanting to do this podcast with me, this is actually the third time I've done a guest speaking. And okay. I've always wanted to do this. And it literally has becoming, it has been coming in um, specs. Like I did one in December and mm -hmm. then I just did one last month with Elias on live on Instagram. And then now mm -hmm. you, and I'm like, yeah. okay, God, you, it's something about my story you want me to tell. So I'm, I'm just going to tell it. Absolutely. And being able to tell that story, and I love what you're mentioning, is about being able to turn around and then help other people yeah. to do things in their life and take some of these steps of faith as well. And, mm -hmm. and of course, you can't teach anybody anything that you haven't been taken through the process yourself. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So great goals. Those are going to be awesome. And I'm sure there's even more. You know, God reveals it over time like pieces of a puzzle and the more pieces get put in the more we see the big picture absolutely he doesn't show us the box though like when we buy a no, puzzle doesn't. A, <laughs> like, i'm just going to match that have, yeah. and, and often the big picture is different than we ever could have imagined it to be mm -hmm. that's pretty pretty great
So for the person out there, let's kind of wrap towards a close here, but I, I want you to, to answer this. The person out there that tries to handle life and goals without faith. I mean, think about that. I mean, and, and you said that faith really came into play more for you about three years ago, three, mm -hmm. four years ago. So before, even though you, you had that exposure, even though it's a part of your life, Maybe you didn't do things quite the same. So what's the difference? What would you tell the person that's trying to do it, things on their own? They're going to encounter some of the same challenges, but the, not have that faith and that help. What, what would you want to say to them in the difference that faith makes to you? They're going to be upset a lot. Very upset, like very frustrated, frustrating to where you're just like, well, what in the world? Like I'm doing it, but I'm not seeing anything. And I'm, and if you don't have faith, I think you will always see yourself back in the same situations because you're not allowing yourself to embrace that part of you. And mm -hmm. if you don't, sooner or later, you're going to be forced to, like I was. I was literally forced, like God literally, um, the way he made me leave my career. I heard, I heard him say something said, Adrian, put your two weeks in. And I said, no, nah, I got to keep this. I need this job. I need these paychecks. But ever since I, I heard that in my head, those last two weeks at that job were completely the opposite. Like the, I was like, oh God. And I ended up putting in a four days notice. I said, mm -hmm. see, this is why I should have listened the first time. Had faith that he was going to take care of me. Right. And um, if I didn't have faith, I probably would not have made it to Wealth Bowl. Or if I did, I probably would have took all the credit for it in myself. And that's where you get it. That's where people get wrong. It's whatever you believe in, whoever, whatever you're praying to, you have to know it's not just you. You are just the mm -hmm. vessel being worked towards and you're being told what to say and what to do. But you have to give acknowledgement because you can't do it on your own. I have not been, I can't do any of this on my own. God gets all the credit. Everybody's like, Adrian, how you do that, God? Adrian, how you pay your bills? God, <laughs> he ain't God. It's all through him. I'm just here. I'm like, tell me what to say. Before we got on the podcast, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say, but speak through me. Tell me what to say. <laughs> You've been doing great. And it's been obvious that that's been happening. So that, that's wonderful. Last question. This is a good one. This is a fun one because you can pick anything you want. Yeah. All right. So let's say, even though it doesn't work this way, let's say that through a prayer or something in a sense, you could wave a magic wand and have three things, three wishes, three requests come true. Mm -hmm. All right. I don't know if you have three or not, but, but what would some of those things be? Um, actually. Okay. So the first one is, you know, if it could happen, I would just like a, a moment with my Nana. I just want a moment because when she was passing, she had stopped talking. Um, I love hearing her voice. So I have all her voicemail. So it was a very long time since I actually was able to hold an actual conversation with her. Now she was still her funny personality, but we could see her slowly starting to like cognitively, like not be able to hold a conversation. So I would love just a moment to just sit in the garden, talk with my Nana, just say like, how how happy were you to go home to your mom to your sister to your niece because i know you know i know she was waiting to go home to be with everybody who she's missed and i'm and i'm i'm happy for her that she's now being able to do that and then a second wish um the financial blessing side, because I want to show God that I can handle it. Now, I'm very grateful for what I have. Um, everything is taken care of. It may not be taken care of in the way I want it to be or feel it needs to be or how America expects for you to be having it taken care of. Um, I would just like the opportunity to show him I can handle that. And then the last wish would be um, 
just being honest, you know, I am single. I kind of am ready to have my partner in my life because me being the oldest, I have always done everything on my own. Um, I kind of want to have that that partnership just to say I have somebody to lean on on the days when I, I can't pick myself up because it's really hard for me. Even though God is always going to do it, I'm I'm kind I'm ready to have that person in my life. So those are three wishes. Those are three good ones. Okay. Well, I have really enjoyed our conversation. I'm sure that it's been a blessing. Uh, to many people as well. Hey, if someone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way to do it? Um, you can do it on Instagram. You can do it on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn is uh, my full first and last name My and my Facebook. And my Instagram is actually A Nicole. So it's A-Y-E-N-I-C-O-L-E and then an underscore. So either, awesome. either platform, I'm very, I love to talk. So don't hesitate to reach out to me. There you go. So reach out to her if you want to find out more or if you were encouraged and you just want to send a note of encouragement, maybe you had a question on something that uh, she brought up today. Um, but let's learn from this particular podcast and I encourage each one of you to do what we've been discussing today, which is to wait on God. Why? Because he's in control. He has a great plan. And in his timing, you will find the best timing. God bless each one of you. This has been the Audacious Faith Podcast. Have an awesome day. Good evening. Thank you, Pastor.